Hello, everyone. Happy Friday and welcome back to the vlog. This past Wednesday was International Women's Day, which is timely for today's topic on women's health. Here in Alberta, we're very fortunate to have the Lois Hole Hospital for Women, which is dedicated to women's health and wellness. From comprehensive, high-risk obstetrical and maternal care to the surgical treatment of ovarian, cervical, and other gynecological cancers, the hospital offers specialized services for women under one roof, improving accessibility and quality of care for all those who walk through the doors. One of the most recent developments at the Lois Hole is the opening of the additional surgical suite, and this will allow up to 1,200 additional surgeries and procedures each year done at the hospital. The hospital is also home to the Da Vinci surgical robot with an imaging upgrade that can treat some women with primary early stage cancers of the cervix and uterus. Both of these advancements were supported very generously by donors and the Royal Alec Hospital Foundation. Thanks to this support, the Lois Hole Hospital for Women has become a national leader in women's health by funding innovative models of care, advanced research, specialized programs and services. Joining me today to tell us more about women's health and some of the latest research are Charlene Rutherford, President and CEO of the Royal Alexandra Hospital Foundation, and Dr. Jane Schultz, Professor and Chair, Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, Alberta Women's Health Foundation Endowed Chair, Lois Hole Hospital for Women. Thank you both very much for joining me today. Charlene, we're going to get started with you. I know one important um, initiative in your foundation supports is Alberta Women's Health Foundation. I wonder if you can tell us how that got started and what the goals are for that. Thank you so much, Mauro, and thank you so much for highlighting uh, women's health on this very important week. Uh, yeah, so we started the Alberta Women's Health Foundation uh, to really expand our scope and scale and the work that we're doing to uh, fund research in women's health. So the Alberta Women's Health Foundation, working through working through that brand, we're able to work provincially, but also nationally. And uh, as I said, it's really to uh, increase and catalyze women's health research, medical research. And there's some good reasons for that. Uh, in, in Canada, medical research in women's health amounts to about 8% of CIHR funding. And in Alberta, it's 4.3%. So we know that we have a, a, a real place to work in this space and to catalyze and, and to increase funds for women's health research. So that's, that's why we started the brand for sure. And uh, looking forward to really improving upon what we do. Uh, right now, we support about 160 different researchers throughout the province who work, you know, collaboratively across Canada and, you know, around the globe. Uh, Dr. Schultz, of course, being being one of those researchers, of course. So, you know, I, I think that we really bring a lot uh, into the into the province and and to try and, and continue to support care, excellence in care, because that's what results from research and to uh, continue to support Alberta Health Services and its goals for improving care all the time. Jane, we're going to go over to you now. Um, you're also a member of the Women and Children's Health Research Institute, and I wonder if you can tell us about some of the research and how it benefits women's health. So yes, the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute is a huge asset for Edmonton and for the province. Um, I was a founding member of the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute, and over the years, they've grown and developed and funded multiple research studies and had many initiatives. In particular, I am a urogynecologist, so I do work in pelvic floor disorders, which has a huge stigma associated with it. 
So one in three women will suffer from pelvic floor disorders, but it's such a taboo topic that people just don't talk about it. And it's one of the things highlighted in this recent report surveying the silence that the Royal Alexandra Hospital Foundation has um, put out. Um, in particular, one of our research projects, we looked at knowledge of pelvic floor disorders in rural and immigrant women. And we did this through the Multicultural Health Brokers with the support of Alberta Health Services, the Alberta Women's Health Foundation, and the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute. And we got grant funding for this. And we showed a significant deficiency in knowledge in this population. And this then actually provided a platform for getting an Alberta Medical Association Health Advocacy Grant. And we were able to create um, information pamphlets on pelvic floor disorders for um, women that are underrepresented and minority women in eight different languages, which help improves access to care. And we've also had funding for um, virtual care during COVID. We did a project that was also funded through the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute. So it's provided great opportunities for um, research, which then leads to clinical innovation and changes in pathways to care. Um, Charlene, we're going to come back to you now. The Alberta Women's Health Foundation authored the report, Surveying the Silence, Exploring the Impact of Taboos in Women's Health. Can you tell us about this work and the impact these taboos can have? Thank you, Moro. This is this is an important one for us, and I think it really demonstrates how our foundation has has increased our space. Right, so we we've moved from uh, being only uh, a catalyst for charitable dollars to also facilitating change in women's health uh, through the Alberta Women's Health Foundation. So surveying the silence is actually our, our, our third effort in this regard. So the, the first one was called Finding the Fractures. And that was a report on uh, how the pandemic had impacted or was impacting at the time women throughout the province and their, and their health. And we surveyed uh, almost 1600 Albertans for that. And, and that's a, a very strong um, uh, amount of people uh, for a survey uh, in one province. We followed that up with a, a social media campaign, actually, which was somewhat related, but went into a somewhat different direction. And that was called Practice More Parity. And that was a, a, a social media campaign that really spoke to the need to ensure girls continue to play sports and talked about the reasons why girls might decide to to leave uh, leave sports and what the detriments are to that. So. That was another good one, and we were fortunate to have great community partners along the the, the way for that, um, including the Edmonton Elks. Uh, so big shout out to them for for promoting that work. But surveying the silence is really a, a, a whole new turning point for us because in the in surveying the silence, we actually uh, surveyed over twenty two hundred Albertans who shared with us. Uh, why women's health topics and women's health challenges continue to remain uh, taboo to talk about and the impacts of that across their lives, whether it's in their, their home, in their social settings, in their workplaces, uh, and also in the doctor's offices. Uh, so that report, all the reports that we've done and the social media campaign can be found at albertawomenshealthfoundation.org. And I would encourage people to, to check that report out and to read what Albertans have said and to read some of the recommendations that have been made uh, through our work with the Women and Children's Health Research Institute and certainly researchers like Dr. Schultz 
uh, on what can be done about this. Jane, as a doctor and a researcher, what are some of the ways you think we can reduce and eliminate these taboos that we're seeing in women's health? Talking about it is huge. So there are massive uh, taboos and stigma around a lot of these topics. It includes menopause, pelvic floor dysfunction, pelvic pain, endometriosis, fibroids, uh, women's mental health, and half of our population is women. There are mothers, there are caregivers, um, and uh, half of a lot of our workforce, like our nursing workforce is hugely women. A lot of our physician workforce is women. And these are items that impact uh, what people can do. Um, so I think, yeah, education is huge. This report and highlighting the stigmas around this gets the conversation started. And then uh, with the support of Alberta Women's Health Foundation and the Women's and Children's Health Research Institute and the wonderful work that's going on at the Dale Sheard Center for Solutions in Women's Health at the Lois Hole Hospital for Women, it's a platform for research, for gaining new knowledge, for changing care pathways. And we're linked, we're a leader in the field, we're a leader across Canada, we're linked with other their centers across Canada. And I think it'll make a huge impact if we can just start talking about it and educating people and make sure people are aware that they can advocate for their own health and they should just seek care, even though they feel it's a taboo topic. Last question, Charlene, we're going to go to you. So if someone wanted to get involved with or support the work of Alberta Women's Health Foundation, what can they do? Yeah, you know, great question. I, I do think that a starting point might be to to really go visit the Alberta Women's Health Foundation.org site, uh, take a look at the reports that are there. I think that there's such great knowledge that's uh, compiling there. And certainly uh, through this report, Surveying the Silence, there's been there's been 12 different health challenges that the survey identified and really dig into. Uh, you know, women's women's health is very complex, and uh, you know, as Jane said, we're we're over half the population. So when when you solve for women, we really do solve for society. So it it, it is critically important. So certainly, people can check out the site, and when they read the report, there's things in the report that they'll read where it really shares with them what they can do to advance women's health and to remove these taboos to. Uh, you know, make it easier for for women and everyone to be able to talk about these can you know these challenges and these conditions, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's at home. Um, so so very important there. And I would say also I would be remiss as a fundraiser and a CEO for a for a health charity to say donate, make a contribution in support of women's health, in support of women's health research support the Lowestville Hospital for Women and the advancements in care that are taking place. That would be a great thing to do on International Women's Day and International Women's Week. So thank you so very much for this opportunity, Mauro. Thanks, Charlene. Great way to wrap that up. Thank you both very much for coming on today. Jane, thank you for all the work you do as both a women's health practitioner and researcher. It's making a huge impact in women's health. And Charlene, thank you to you and the foundation for your generous support that you provide to AHS on an ongoing basis. We can't thank you enough for that. The funds raised by the foundation helps continue the many advancement in women's health being made at the Lois Hole Hospital for Women. And of course, thanks to all the staff and physicians at Lois Hole and all our teams across the province for the great work that they do. Thanks everybody for watching today. Stay well, and we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.